What up, TYTers? It is good to have you all with us on Old School. I'm Mark Thompson, and the other guy that you see is Michael Shore. And please hold your applause until after COVID, which will be a lengthy hold of the applause. Maybe an all-time long time to hold applause. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's long COVID applause hold. It's long COVID applause hold. Uh, by the way, that was my greatest fear with getting COVID was the long COVID, right? Yeah. The thing you worry about, I mean, you don't worry about necessarily getting COVID, the mild kind where there are no symptoms. I always like, oh, I had COVID, it was no big deal. Yeah, well, that's not the kind of COVID I'm worried about. Right. <laughs> I'm worried about the kind of COVID that, you know, uh, takes my smell and taste away, takes my ability to you know, have any sort of cognitive clarity away, uh, takes my ability to walk away. All the things that I've read about that you know have scared me. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm frightened of. So, uh, I'm frightened. Anyway, that yeah. I've uh, you know I'm still pitching a no hitter, which is bizarre. Michael Shore, you must know this. Uh, Michael Shore, and we may be joined. I should tell you, but I think it. Uh, I put the chances at like 11%. That, uh, well, let's, let's play that game. Uh, yeah, that Ben what, likes to play. Yeah, let's let's set odds and make a wager. Okay. All right. uh, I would say we'll, it's yeah. 11 to two against. Okay, so let's explain what that means, please. If I want to win a $10. <laughs> How much yep. do I have to put up if I want to bet on Ben not showing? If you're so for what I'm saying is for every two dollars you bet, you win eleven dollars. Okay, so if I bet ten dollars, you're gonna win at that point uh, fifty-five dollars. Okay, uh, that's again if you're betting on Ben not showing. In other words, the uh, longer shot bet is Ben will show. If you want to bet that, what do I do now on my ten dollars? What am I going to get? Well, I don't. I think you know what. I'm going to bet as much money as you want that he's. I gonna, know that he's going to show up. I yeah, see him yeah. showing up too. All right, Michael. Fine. I'll, you know what? I'll give you whatever. Whatever <laughs> odds. My, Michael really day. did lay. That's a pretty. Michael laid the odds at eleven to two uh, against you showing up. So 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 twenty bucks on me showing up wins you one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't we were both my, pretty sure you were going to be a no show. Is what those? I, I, I I'll be honest. I would I would love to have been a no show. It would have been, <laughs> been spectacular. It's, if I'm you the, let I, me text you to pay you to tell you how much we would have made together. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, then your face appeared. It's like, ah. Classic old school scam. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm in the uh, I'm in the Poconos. Uh, yeah. uh, and I went to a, a carnival. Mm -hmm. So a I'm mosquito a, carnival. I spent uh, I spent the evening in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unquestionably. Um, but it was a pretty successful carnival. Oh, look at you. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. The water pistol. Uh, uh, come on, red. Ooh, gotta love red. And then when there's a, somewhere over here, there's a, a wow. red, white, and blue blow up bat and a sword. Well, you must Good. have really found your groove in one of these games. Let's, uh, was it, was it the, no, no, uh, it was, as Michael it was suggests? A, 
the, the 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 clown that you shoot the water gun into was it maybe the basketball that you shoot into the very small hoop? What Actually, I had, I had nothing to do with the victories. They uh, they went to the children in these games that they've changed. They they're they've gotten very expensive. Like it's five dollars yeah. to play anything, right? It's crazy. And you just get the small prize. <laughs> But don't right. you, and don't you then trade up that small? Yeah, yeah, you trade up. So, so these were most of these were trade ups. Red was a red was an original, and then we decided to keep red because right. Um, the other ones on eBay. I can't remember why. I uh, well, it's cute. Why That's why red. he's cute. Um, he's cute. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and there was a lot of shooting games. There was a machine gun game where you get like 115 shots in 75 seconds, and yeah, yeah, they 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 keep it. Well, that's to shoot the star out, yeah, right? Shooting out the yeah, star. yeah, but still, it's a machine gun game, like a yeah. rapid fire machine gun yeah. game, and it was not. Uh, it was poorly attended. I mean, I've decided to oh. read something into my hour and a half there, you know, two hours <laughs> of. Uh, but it was poorly attended. There were a lot of other shooting games. The crossbow game was sort of fun. If I'd that gotten was, to Congress, if I'd gotten to Congress. I would have instituted or tried to get a vote on a carnival assault weapons ban. <laughs> well, you know, you, you're making fun of that. Gonna, they're not gonna, first. First, it's the carnivals, Michael, and then eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. You start with the carnivals, and you don't know. Then where it's the county fairs, and before but, long, yeah. they're at King's Dominion, and then the world. Right. You think our parents were aware of how uh, stupid we are? Slapped together. <laughs> Some of those rides uh, were at the carnivals uh, that we're talking about, the ones that just kind of went up. And there's literally a midway that goes up in six hours, and you're on the Zippa World or whatever they call it. You know that is. I, I want to share. Yeah. I want to yeah. share the video of Josie went on some game where you you're harnessed and you jump on a trampoline. You can do crazy backflips because you're harnessed on, but. While it was going on, the guy who's sort of in charge of safety and making this, he's just sitting on the side of one of the unused trampolines. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just on like, his it's phone. A great, it's a great shot. I don't want to expose a guy and get him fired, but uh, well, yeah. it, it, if I hear a scream, I'll put the phone yeah. down. Yeah. Right, who's exactly. who's going to fire him? Another guy who was doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was no, that was that they, uh, I mean, look, this just makes you sound like a East Coast elitist, but some of the people were, first of all, I must say, everybody working at the carnival was, not everybody, uh, but 80% of them were like spectacularly nice and helpful and great to the kids, you know, and like, you shoot a couple more, doesn't matter, just shoot a couple more, doesn't, right. it's okay, it's okay, that that, oh, that went in, it, that was close enough going in here, right, right? you could trade up, like, and then, uh, like the boss would come by, and they're gonna okay. Oh, that's it. Your two shots are up. Sorry, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were great. Um, so America they, they, has they, changed because that was not my experience <laughs> growing well, up well, at America all. America has changed. It could have been that way the whole time, Mark. Like when the boss came by, they could that that might have been when you were there. When the oh, boss. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The uh, right. it did, but for for many, I mean, it's a hard job, right? I mean, it's like it's like a you're a circus performer without the the health benefits of the circus. You right. know, like I mean, it's hard. It's a your it's a road show life, and the accommodations are terrible, and you do the same thing every night. And are you talking about being a carny? <laughs> I'm talking about perhaps uh, yeah. being a carny. There were, yeah. Um, but, but you know something? Like, uh, there's a show business adjacent aspect to it all, Ben. I wouldn't uh, sell no. short the carny life. It's a no. I'm gonna go a, ahead and say, I'm I'm gonna confidently sell it short. 
All right. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I think it's I think it is very hard. And, well, uh, I'm not saying it's not hard, Ben. I'm saying that there is a community of carnies and they enjoy each other's company and that it's a little like community theater and there's a little troop. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got it. I suspect retention is pretty tough on some of these things. I got to say, the the some of the people, so again, some of them were really nice. Uh, some of them didn't appear like they were a, a spirited member of a troop. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. But uh, but I'm not. Well, you can wanna... you know you can be in the troop too long, and you know uh, uh, it does happen. But yeah. I'm just no, suggesting that, that yeah. there is an esprit de corps. Chemistry. Maybe maybe that could be. I hope so. I hope so. I hope. So. But anyway, they yeah. were all. Everybody was really nice. It was well run. And so and I, to Michael's, or I guess to Mark's point, early on, uh, my wife Lee says, I don't know, I don't want Josie to go on that ride. And Josie, by the way, uh, was almost like a date. A little guy she. Uh, uh, likes it's nice. And they went to the carnival uh -huh. together, and we took them, and uh, and they had a, a a very nice time. And uh, but at some point, my wife says, "I don't, uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Josie should uh, 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 go on that ride." And and you instantly want to point out that, like, no, if she went on the last ride, <laughs> you can safely let her on this ride yeah. because that was also a, near, a surefire. And there she is right now. Uh, that's all. I mean, they all seem like one right. thing could just fly on. Well, I remember Catapult taking rides and, and literally hearing the creaking and the, and I could feel the movement, not of the ride, but of the braces that uh, would hold the ride in place. I recall that. Uh, so just saying. Now, but you don't hear about people dying at carnivals every summer all over America either. Like, I mean, it's- It does true. happen though. It does, no, it does happen. But it, it happens, happen. but it happens at the amusement parks, it, it feels like, that the roller coasters or the, it, I don't hear too much. Um, it's happened, it's definitely happened at state fairs slash carnivals, but it also happens at, yeah. you know, King's Dominion or places, as I don't right. want to get sued by King's Dominion or a place perhaps like King's Dominion, I'm only saying King's Dominion, because I had such a wonderful time there, and I think you and your family yeah. would as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, there's a movie. Uh, now I have to find it. It's called. Uh, it's about just this thing. This uh, place in New Jersey, where a bunch of people, uh, you know, people you'd know, the Jimmy Kimmels of the world, who were, you know, um, in the, they, it was, uh, they went to this uh, theme park, but it was truly a slap together job, and it, people sued them all the time and people were injured all the time. It was part of sort of a rite of passage back then. I think it was the 80s. I'll find it for you. It was actually a pretty good watch just to hear all of these people come forward and talk about the fact that they put together these designs for elaborate rides without any consideration for the physics, for the the way it would yeah, work. Yeah. And, 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 and people you know, were scraped up, chewed up, and spit out by these things. And then eventually they had to close the thing uh, down. I think it was called Class Action, hang on a second, I'll find it. Class anyway, Action Park. Class Action Park, right. It's really, it's it's just what you're talking about. I mean, if imagine a, a theme park without any regard for how anything's put together or if anything works <laughs> or if anybody's gonna get hurt. And that's literally what this was. I don't know, like the engineering team uh, was, uh, they were uh, they were out of sight at the, at a <laughs> where I, where I didn't, didn't, it didn't feel that way. But yeah, you just, I mean, it is this complete uh, blind faith. I mean, obviously these things are somewhat 
you know, I, 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 you know, there's no, I don't know what the governing body is here other than OSHA, right? And, and I don't know whether you're exempt if you, your main products get built in one place and then taken to a state. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But Michael's also totally right. They don't, we don't hear about, I mean, I'm sure there have been tragedies that we have missed, but in general, it's not, I mean, we would probably, uh, we'd hear about it if, you know, again. I, I, and they would actually close them all down if it was really rampant and problematic, I would guess. But, you know. Um, what's what's happening back there? It's I was I was eclipsed for a background actor. Yeah, well, uh, tell yeah. Me, by the way, did Michael uh, Mark? Who said to you the name of the doc? Was that Asher? Or was that somebody in your place? I think it was Asher. Oh, yeah. I been, promise been, you, it wasn't my mother who you just saw who said it. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> she would not have known that. Uh, <laughs> But I think you may be right that a lot of these accidents that we hear about are at amuse, you know, uh, brick and mortar amusement parks. You know, not the ones that we're talking about, not the ones that go up overnight. So it's interesting that you'd, you'd think it would be at the ones that go up overnight, but in truth, uh, they also, know, they, and it's they're, not. They're, they're not. And they're not very. Well, Mark, they're called brick and mortar amusement parks. Yes, actually, there's a, a brick and mortar fun and slide right down the street from where I live. <laughs> the uh, it's uh, it. it's more slide than fun, actually, but. Anyway, these ones have a, a, a perhaps a, a higher floor, but, a, 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 but I think they have a low floor and a low ceiling, right? I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of there, there aren't that many parts to this. I mean, it's really spin around really fast. Yeah. You know, it's well, a, then there's the, the one that goes that goes like the one where you like you sit yeah. up and just keep yeah. going. Yeah. The, the, we didn't have Salt that one. Shakers. I'm, yeah. I'm headed to I'm headed to Rehab Beach, Delaware, yeah. tomorrow. And they'll have one that was down that fun lane. Down Yeah. He's down, you know, you're leaving the Asian. Yeah. What'd you say? You're leaving the Poconos for Rehoboth? Yeah, Poconos. I don't know for the Poconos. I want to get home. I'll take Town Road on down to Ocean Ocean City. In a core? Yeah. What'd you say? In a core? We're going to go in a core. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying. We brought our core from California. You know, Rehoboth, uh, when we were growing up in the D.C. area, was uh, kind of a, you know, it was a small coastal town that was quite approachable, I think, for most people. Now, I believe, it's become a high-end. It's uh, pretty high-end. It's kind of Malibu-ish almost. It's not quite. You still, there's still a Rehoboth crowd there, right, Uh you know. But um, but no, there's a it's built up tremendously, and it's a lot more. And then it's it's I mean it was always super commercial, but there was a I recall when I was younger a little charm to the boardwalk, and now and Thursday probably probably every summer night. I mean it's packed and it feels like uh, Ocean City. In Ocean City, they felt like they sailed out. You know, like I was not. Right. In, I Ocean never City felt Ocean like City. Miami. That's uh, right. Even. Yeah. Or. or uh, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, what's the what's the place in uh, South Carolina that uh, the, Myrtle Beach? Yeah, it felt like Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Um, it, but now it's you know it's also President Biden's Hyannis port. Totally. Uh, yeah. No, there's a lot. Right. Of, there's a lot of talk about uh, it's not Hyannis port. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know you're saying that. It just occurs to me like we're toning it up to be like Malibu. I just want to make it clear. I've been to Rome. I've been to Hyannis port and. Robert will never be there. 
right? Maybe warm uh, springs. <laughs> maybe maybe it's warm springs. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I can do another one. I don't think that would be a tough one. Yeah, I yeah. Where did where did Hoover go? <laughs> <laughs> We would Ford go to Rehoboth. Ford went to and my mother, who grew up in the Depression, and like really like, but they really had no money. She would never spend any money. Okay, so we go to the beach, Rehoboth, and I, I remember this clearly. I mean, day after day, and I would be burnt to a crisp because you can see I'm, you know, blanquísimo. <laughs> I'm out there on that blanket that mom would bring, and no umbrella because the umbrellas. The rental, it, the umbrellas were like a dollar or something to rent right. them or whatever they were. I mean, so right. it was an approachable number, you know, right. and but never. No and I would just, yeah. we do four days there and I was just burnt to a crisp. I'm really, I'm I'm astounded that I'm still alive. Really. <laughs> you could have sold a few apples. Right. <laughs> gotten the umbrella. Yeah, it, really, like mom. You were in the depression. We're not in the depression. <laughs> right. Make with the umbrella, you know. Well, I've told and I, and story. as I recall, she didn't even bring any sunscreen or anything. She, but she did bring like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or whatever. Do you know anyway. how much sunscreen is? <laughs> <laughs> any idea how much sunscreen costs? Yeah. Um, the uh, I've I'll work the, the rest out in therapy. But thank you for letting <laughs> me share that. Uh, I don't know if uh, I've told uh, you guys directly the story, but my mother, who was a child of the Depression, uh, lost their house in San Bernardino. Uh, sort of always told the story with a degree of sort of uh, zealousness, right? And and the, the, there was there was a like she wanted you to know that she was a child of the Depression, right? Because you haven't suffered, and you are an ungrateful bastard. That was always a that was a theme of my mother's stories. But so she would tell a story about how they were so poor that they couldn't afford chewing gum. So when the streets would get paved, of course, by, I don't want to hear by, the rest of by guys working for the Works Progress Administration, right? The WPA, right? So they'd be out. And those guys, because they put men to work and men just needed a job, a job that you'll never have. <laughs> Uh, you'll never work with your hands like <laughs> like those guys did. Um, but you would say they would. They she and her sister Phyllis would would take uh, pieces of hot tar, right from the road, and they would chew that because that was you could just grab that because it was so hot and it was chewy. And I just, as I'm sure you guys are thinking right now, what I thought then was, who who needs gum that badly, right? <laughs> maybe maybe if you can't afford gum, just don't have gum. If that's the alternative, you know, there's no, nobody starves to death because they can't chew gum. Yeah, that's, a, that's an odd yeah. example. Jesus. I, I, yeah, I also wow. yeah. would suggest the veracity of that story, I think, really has to be called yeah, into question. One time, yeah. maybe. Nobody has tar gum twice. No. Right? I, mean, that's, <laughs> I thought that's inconceivable. The going. I thought the direction you were going is the street cleaner could come out. And peel other people's gum off. Oh right, sure. Oh my God, I that, I I would like that story more. Sure, yeah. that, that's a good embellishment. Would, Since it's all BS anyway, that would have worked. Right. Yeah. yeah. So my mom also she did. I mean, the story was told off, and I'm I, I don't doubt for a second that, that it couldn't have possibly have happened more than once at the most. Uh, but she also she used to put uh, ketchup on her French toast, uh, which I've never actually seen anyone else do. 
Um, no. But you put ketchup on French toast, and, and the story was, you know, God forbid, you'd be like, well, what do you know the ketchup French toast didn't matter? Well, we couldn't afford maple syrup. So we just, this no. was the only condiment we had, so we put. But right. I'm like, but you don't put it on pancakes. So right. there's a flaw in your story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Melt wow. should yeah. and just pour it on. Yeah, yeah. It's actually comforting to know, though, that Ben's mom had that same disposition. That was the disposition of my mother, is that really, yeah, no matter how well you do, I can't uh, impress upon you enough that you had a huge head start on where I came from. Because right. you didn't suffer the way we had to suffer. So whatever you've achieved right. is not worthy of a victory lap. Because I mean, that was implicit in so many different things she would say. My my mother was an accident of the post depression. And uh, so I grew up with gum and umbrellas. <laughs> right, right. SPF 50, whenever I yeah. wanted it. You Slather it on. Whatever you want. Yeah, right, yeah. Forehead, back of your knee, wasting it. You're just wasting it. Exactly. Yeah. We were throwing gum at people eating tar. Oh my God! Give me uh, some gum. Give me some real gum. My mother used to talk about how she came home, and she, she there was a name. The kid's name was Ellen, with a very Japanese last name. You know, uh, so and my, my mom didn't change the story, but it was like she would always say Ellen Yamamoto. Some very, and it was she was very proud to say it. And she would say it with a bit of an accent, right? Of course. And she they came. She came home from school, and uh, they were gone. They were gone. Right, and again, I don't, and of course that happened. The families yeah. were taken away and and, uh, and interned, but I, I never quite, um, you know, again, it was just, there was a degree of like, I've lived, you haven't, I've suffered, they, and 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 the, my suffering is nothing because their suffering was worse. And it, of course, it, she's right, it was, but she, you know, it was a weapon to my mother. And the twin stories of of her childhood friend, Ellen losing her, home and just vanishing one day and uh, obviously gone to a camp with her family and then she coming home and finding the furniture out on the front lawn, right? That, right. Uh, and I guess it's probably true. I'm sure the furniture, furniture story is true, but the other story is true. Um, You'd think Ellen, man, the name Ellen would have given her some coverage, you know? <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, they, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, hearing your point, mom's, uh, mom's uh, uh, story about losing the home a couple of times as an adult. You know, yeah, I'm sure. And, right. and I actually, I actually must say that it registered as as 100 true. You know no, what I mean? I, 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 I'm uh, sure it's true. She, she yeah. looks. Her, her parents were 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 clearly. I mean, they they struggled financially. Her family, their entire life. She's the only person until generations later to go to college. Um, I don't doubt it, but her father was a cowboy and her mother was a seamstress. And you know, and cowboy in work was they were Mormons. And 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 he they got married and divorced twice and then got back together a third time without getting married before he left for a third time. Wow. That was uh, Harry. And of course the great story about my my grandmother is that uh, who who was a pretty devout Mormon uh, all her life and and prayed uh, whenever she came to our house, very loudly in the guest room, which was next to the kitchen, that uh, Holly would turn to the church and bring Frank and Josh and Ben with her, <laughs> right? Um, oh, 
was a lot of wailing. To, oh, wow. Right? Well, that's, that's great. Well, yeah, that's that was great. I didn't know yeah. that. That's um, good. Like this, Ben. You were doing those. <laughs> yeah, right. right. yeah. It was a real flash. Yeah, I had to really show her what was. Uh, so she, uh, um, uh, so she, but her name was uh, Holly Howell. That was her maiden name. And she fell in love with my grandfather, my mom's uh, father, whose name was uh, Harry Jolly. Right. And so she just fell in love with this guy as Holly Howell fell in love with Harry Jolly. So what is she going to do? She's just meets some guy, she falls in love with him. She's now, you change your last name back then, obviously, if you're married. And so she becomes Holly Jolly, right? My grandmother. And then they have three kids, uh, uh, Jack and Phyllis. And then they have a third kid. And for reasons that really are inexplicable, they give that little girl the same dumb name that the mother married into. She was like, well, if there's already one Holly Jolly, now there's going to be another. <laughs> so that's how my mother got to be Holly Jolly. Wow. I mean, that yeah. really is, that's the, like, if the, the lesson of all of this is if you're going to suffer like I did when I was a child, you're really going to suffer because you're also going to have my name. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah I'm and, not done. I'm not yeah. done. Right? And so yeah. to me, right, that she's going to have to suffer. And so, so whatever. Whatever sort of woe is me, the uh, somebody has it worse than you, and not in a. There's a way to deliver that advice, probably in a cheery way, like you know, right, where you could be like, "Hey, things are going to be okay, man. We we got it good. It's okay, right? You know, you, you'll bounce back. This girl may not go out with you, but the next one will. You didn't get this job, you get the next one, right? But but my mom, it was just there was a sadness to her, right, and a, and a guilt that she carried and passed on to others. But I think it's pretty clear she got it from her mom, you right. know. In her in her defense, it definitely came uh, came from somewhere, and she did live through you know this this real you know this incredible you know these traumatic uh, moments of the of the depression. Whereas my father would talk about the depression, which is the great thing. My dad is how honest he always was. He'd be like, "Yeah, well, I don't think we felt it that much, you know. Like maybe we didn't. I don't know. We didn't. Maybe the cook." didn't come in for a while. I don't oh, know. You know, <laughs> you know, right. and it wasn't like they lived in a mansion. It was just that, but they, no, there was a, a couple of people who helped. Obviously uh, there was a cook and there was a, yeah. Good thing she didn't name you Hankowitz. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Your mom was funny. Yeah, she was fun. She was funny. But she was funny. There were funny things about her. And she was, uh, and when she felt, when she was in a good mood, she, she, uh, she, my wife's maiden name is uh, Russo. And when they met for the first time in uh, uh, not far from your old neighborhood, Mark, we were at a, we were at a uh, cheesecake factory, me and my brother. And I brought Lee. It was unexpected. Like Lee stayed an extra day. And I was like, well, I'm having dinner with my mom. I'll come, you want to come? You can meet my mom. Right. You know, but we were like, oh, well, sure. Be, you know, so. And but it was somebody I was you know dating. It was definitely you know so introduce my mom to Lee Lee Russo. I was oh, nice to meet you. You know how do you uh, how do you spell your last name? <laughs> and Lee goes, oh, are you S S O? And my mom says, oh, I prefer the French spelling. R O U S S E A U. Oh my God, that's a great story. That's that's verbatim. It's like nothing is. Nothing is. Well, I'm 
I'm a, I'm Italian. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we don't we don't spell it. I prefer yeah. the French. Way. I prefer the French way. Yeah. Well, it's great uh, if you were talking about Ellen Yamamoto and you were talking about <laughs> no, no, but just the your mom loved to put us. You know, yeah, pronounce yeah, yeah. it oh, like totally. Yeah, the, the oh, yeah. I'm sure Alice she said Trebekian yeah. thing. You know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Rousseau. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Uh, oh, so you're Lee Russo. Okay, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah. So that same conversation, a little bit later, I had just done a, a pretty big interview for TCM, like one of my first. You know, they were just. It was right around the time they were giving me some substantive responsibility in like 2011. Right, 2010. This was on a an afternoon in the on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. It was that. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, uh, weekend daytime host. <laughs> um, can we lose daytime? No, 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 no we can't. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say? How about, I'm just going to say weekend. Well, we can't stop you from whatever you say. But <laughs> officially in print. Um, so uh, uh, I had just done a, an interview that had gone very well on the road with uh, uh, Tippy Hedden. You know, Star of the Birds and Melanie Griffith's mother. It's good. Tippy's lovely. And so Lee said, Oh my God, I was in St. Louis. And then Ben came out to St. Louis and he was doing the same. He was with Tippy Hedren in front of the stage. And I got to say, you know, she says, You know, Mrs. Howell, you know, it was your son. It's just, I mean, it was really, it was an amazing night. He was awesome. Right. And she goes, He was grand, expansive. He was like the Grand Canyon. And the Lee's literal like, sense of the word awesome. Right. And Lee goes, excuse me. And she goes, well, that's what awesome. Like a sense of grandeur, like the Grand Canyon. Is that what you mean? She's like, <laughs> Josh and I are like, this is unbelievable. This is like she's, <laughs> wow. she's like playing the worst version of herself here. Uh, and he was like, I meant he was uh, a terrific, <laughs> you know, and that you should be proud of your son. <laughs> Fine, if you'd like to so mock was- my choice of words. Wow. Like, well, young people now. Uh, you know, the word awesome, not really what it means. <laughs> yeah, uh, took a while, but the Lee, Lee, Lee grew on her. I'm not sure the reverse was true, <laughs> but Lee was unbelievably kind to her, unbelievably kind. It's wild to hear the uh, the parallels on the uh, depression thing and also the guilt thing. But then there's a disconnect in certain other ways, But uh, but it's really, it's funny to hear to hear it in other families, if for no other reason, then you always just feel as though this is my personal hardship or situation. Right. It wasn't even, I don't think it was a hardship, but you know what I mean, a situation, dynamic might be the very best word. My dynamic is so unique to me and, and it's one that I'm struggling with, you know? And then you find out, no, dude, yeah, right. we've all got these different dynamics yeah. and they're not all so different, you know? Yeah, it's pretty rare, uh, you, right? Whatever, you, whatever cursing you is is not as rare as you think. Whatever it is, it's not as rare as you think. So That's true. So, so I'm true. Uh, I'm on the East Coast uh, as well. Uh, I was in the same state as Ben um, this earlier this week. I took my son, uh, Ben's godson, Mark's friend's son, uh, to. Uh, <laughs> to what, are, what are the responsibilities of being a? Uh, the Godfather. Uh, well, it depends because he has two Godfathers, and they both take it on in very different oh. ways. So <laughs> well, why did you? Mark, is Mark, that the case? Well, Mark, why, you why can, did you stop it too? Well, I mean, Mark, <laughs> you can tell me how these two Godfathers 
take on this responsibility they've had since Owen was born, um, which uh, one of them is Ben Mankiewicz, and the other is Josh Mankiewicz. <laughs> so now tell me, Mark, how they handle it differently. <laughs> you really you really put your chips on the Mankiewicz's, uh, first of all. It's funny. I mean, I might have spread my mistake. chips across the table me, a little bit more. How, but, they, all right. how they godfather in different ways. Well, I would guess that uh, uh, Josh is a little more hands-off, probably, would be my guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, I just want to be a helicopter godfather. Exactly, he doesn't want to hover. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I get that. Right. Yeah. Here's this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but when you uh, <coughs> assigned these, uh, uh, when they were first brought into the fold this way, uh, is the exp I always heard that like if something happens to you, then your offspring is provided for in some way by the godparents. Is that the way it still is or not? I think it's a no. little ceremonial. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. look, I, I think if something were to happen to me or to have happened to me when he was younger, I would certainly have wanted Ben to take a big role in, in Owen's life. Not so for Josh, but Ben. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, I seem to have some regrets about assigning Josh the godfathership. I, I had two, and I don't. I don't think Ben. There's any risk of Josh watching this episode of Old School. Uh, no. But but we, I, I wanted Ben to be the godfather. <laughs> More likely, Josh watches than I watch. But yeah, okay. Well, is that the way it went down? You said, Ben, I really, I've got something to ask you. I'd really like you to be Owen's godfather. And Josh was in the room and you go, oh, and I'd like you to be too. <laughs> you too, yeah, you too. It was basically that. Ben was my best yeah. friend. I was like, uh, yeah, you're gonna be the godfather. Oh, we gotta ask Josh too, because we at that time spent a lot of time, all of us together. So, no, no, that's not what happened. But uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, if something had happened to uh, to Michael, I would have, I would have, uh, you know, eagerly, I would have figured out with Michael's mom, you know, and well, obviously she you know, would have would have a would have a mom, a good one, in fact. Um, but yeah, I would have been like, I would have, I would have stood in eagerly, you know. But that's I, sort of, I got to be honest, I, was, kind of pull, I was pulling for it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> would you have uh, worked to get Owen's mom a new dad? Uh, <laughs> right, right away, like aggressively, dropped everything you're doing. Get, get, get into something. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, early as possible convenience. Yeah, I mean, just to, for normalcy's sake. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. I was in, I was in, yeah, sorry, and Atlantic City with with Owen, and we went to the national baseball. Uh, or the National Sports Memorabilia Convention that has a different name than that, but it's the NSCC, National Sports Card Convention, maybe. I, I, that's sports right? collectibles. Sports collectibles, I think. And this subculture is now unbelievable. Like we collected cards when we were kids, we traded them, not everybody did. You flipped them, you put rubber bands around them, and now there are <clears throat> tens and tens of thousands of dollars being spent at these things by kids, by young people, by older people, not as many kids. I, I sat next to a guy at a blackjack table, of course, um, uh, who was a card dealer from North Dakota who said that he had a 20-year-old come with $150,000 cash and buy some things from his table, cash, at this thing. And it's it's I, like 14, 15, 16,000 square feet of convention space. 
Every single inch is taken up by people selling memorabilia, different sports, niche sports. Then there's all these people that do the autographs. So if you, Owen went and got Frank Gore's autograph, he's always loved Frank Gore, $60, you wait in line, you bring the card, you talk to Frank. And Frank was amazing with Owen, said he could take a picture, which you usually have to pay more for, smiled, talked to him, it was great. It was really a nice experience for that moment. But you had 50 athletes doing this and these people lining up with all their gear because they know they're gonna turn around and sell it. So if you buy a bat, if you give a bat to Reggie Jackson, you may have spent $200 to get him to sign it. You turn it around, you sell it for 600 or whatever it is. But it's this subculture is unbelievable. And so I said to the guy from North Dakota, I said, you know, $150,000, that must've made your, I mean, you're at the blackjack table now, that must've made your week. And he's like, no, um, actually uh, we came in hoping for a half mil just over these four days. And the money, I don't know where the money comes from because nobody looks rich. Nobody yeah. is wearing great clothes and and nobody, I mean, it's a really strange thing to have so many young people and, and they're not all teenagers, but I'm just saying even in their twenties with big wads of cash, spending it on cards, spending it on graded cards, on grading cards. I mean, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. and. I, I'm gonna probably go next year because he he's seriously into this hobby and it's it's beyond. But I, I but how I mean I guess the money like I mean obviously if he made one hundred fifty thousand dollars and you're like that must have made your weekend. But I mean of course he he must have spent you know one hundred thirty five thousand to well that's the a, position. You know, know to, I don't know. Yeah right. I mean it could be some guy in North Dakota sold their collection to this guy for forty one hundred dollars, not knowing. Yeah, that's right. Sure, right. Enough. Not knowing. Yeah, I got it. But that seems like the our romanticized version of how this happens. But I, I, I'm. I'm with you. By the way, Frank Gore. So I imagine, like, I know, he, like, he came back for one day and he retired as a Colt. I think this year. Yeah, that's it. Nice. It's gonna be yeah. this season. It's gonna be this. Uh, season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Good for him. Good for him. Well, I mean, he is uh, He's uh, such a Colt, Mr. Colt. Right. Yeah. Mr. Jet. Yeah. Right. Did you ask him Mr. to be Bill. Owen's godfather, Michael, or Frank Gore? I mean, you know, they spent time together. <laughs> they maybe further. Spend a little bit of time. And you seem to be, uh, you know, answer throwing those, yes. Uh, yeah, that, I think Godfather, I think Godfather offers out. I mean, that's like, yeah, I mean, sixty for an autograph, but it's like one fifty for an autograph and become Godfather. Like, really, <laughs> and what's strange? That. Yeah. In that minute, yeah. in that yeah. minute, he did more for Owen <laughs> than Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know, and it was funny because I know a guy you know who played in the NHL who was actually there signing, and his. Autographs, I think, were a little bit less, but they weren't terrible. And they go in back and they sign for two hours in the back for the people that are putting on the show. So he signed stuff for two straight hours. He came out for the public signing. He's like, my my hand is just killing me. Right. Yeah, right. And then you know, I said, all right, we'll get busy because there was a little bit of a line of people. And then they call out, everybody's going, and so they wait and they sign. And then he texts me like 20 minutes later. You know, all these people like Reggie Jackson had hours long lines. Floyd Mayweather, uh, Mark Mosley was there, guys, which we, which I'm sure you would love. Straight um, on, straight on kicker. Last, straight yeah, on kicker like, in the NFL. Yeah. And so he texts me. He's like, uh, nobody's here. Uh, and so there was, he was just sitting at his table and there was- Oh, you who was, a, this was a, another former it's football a, player? Uh, no, this is a hockey player. This is a hockey, hockey player. Finally, I, I knew. Sure, yeah, from the Rangers. From the Rangers. The 94 and, Rangers. Yeah. And, we, and so I walked back there and 
a couple of, they, they sort of announced, I don't know if it was a price drop or whatever, but then there was just, he, he's like, Jersey, I'm bigger than the Beatles all of a sudden because <laughs> and there's like this flood of people. But all these people are just waiting in line with all this gear. There's something both bizarre, a little bit pathetic, but then, you know, they're making money doing it. So it's hard to kind of like I, I was very judgmental at the beginning of these people that are with like, you know, that waiting to uh, who, who was it? There was a Miami dog. Dan Marino was there. So there's this guy with like eight dolphins helmets and, you know, just looked sweaty and tired. And he's carrying these. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Meanwhile, I'm in line, too. But but it, it's uh, but there is something to it, and there everybody was having the well, best. Well, if it's their work, well, it, make, it makes much more. I'm with you. It makes much more yeah. sense. Like to it does, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm I. There are plenty of my activities which you call pathetic, and it would be hard. My argument against it would be a a, a tough sell to any yeah. jury. But it does seem, and it seems like this loss of innocence, and it makes it seem like this whole thing is commercialized. Blah blah. blah. It's, it's all that's all true. There's no question. Yeah. Um. But if it's your job, then. And I couldn't possibly wait. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't wait in one of those lines. I can't do it. I can't wait in a line with that. I don't absolutely have to. I can right. barely do it then. And uh, I just get super uncomfortable. Nobody likes waiting in line. So choosing to for that. But if you're like, no, this is literally my job. It's going to be have that I'm that five times a day. I'm going to have to wait in a 42 minute line. But yeah. I, I might clear $17,000 out of this work at the end of the day. You know. <laughs> Yeah, there are two. There are two basic uh, components in all of this. One is what Ben just described, and you described, Michael, which is the business part of it. That's the guy with eight helmets that he wants Marino to sign that he's going to flip, and and God knows what else he's got. I mean, uh, other stuff like that. There's merchandising that is being exploited for, you know, later exploitation across eBay, etc. But then there's also, and this is kind of the cool thing, I think. I mean, unfortunately, it may be sort of subsumed in all of this other stuff. The true fan who gets a chance to meet, you know, Chambliss, or in your case, or uh, you know, uh, uh, Reggie Jackson, or the uh, Dave Winfield. I mean, you know, somebody like that is a, a legendary personality who I never would think I'd get a chance to meet. And oh my God, if I wait on this line, I paid this money. I'm not only going to meet him; I get a picture with him. It's it's a big big deal, and that. Sincere fandom is awesome. I mean, it's That's so true. pure, you know. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it it's is. hard to separate the wheat from the chaff there because I'm sure there are a lot of people for whom that was the case, right? Who they wait online and this is their moment to meet whoever that person is. And and you're right, it 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 is that. Um, and you forget that when you're in the scrum, but it's really that that's true, and that's how it was for for Owen um, with Frank Gore. And you do pay, and you get something signed, which is cool, at you know whenever. But it there is there was there's just something, and then the other side of it is the athletes, right? I mean, so you see these heralded people, these people that were you know on your television set and on your you know Coke can and your Wheaties box, and they're just sitting behind a table with some handlers behind them as people just kind of march through and they're sitting there and not looking like they did then obviously none of us do and they just you know are signing away and there's something also you know great and pathetic about that to me too i was just spending so much time analyzing the whole dynamic of what was going on there but in the end it was a lot of fun everybody who's supposed to make money makes money everybody who's supposed to get the the moment with their hero 
is doing that. It it all balances out. It was just it's very strange to see it uh, up close. Oh, I think you're right. I mean, I think the human theater associated what you with what you just described is yeah. is brilliant. It's great. Like you, that would be the one thing to keep me engaged as I waited is looking around at this scene and noticing all those things that you just detailed. I think it's. You know, you're right. There are all these different facets of these various moments, but there are people in all of that that are getting a moment that they will never forget. And and right. and I can and we all have people in our lives. They may not be in sports. They may be in entertainment. They may be in politics. They may be in transformational change across any number of other areas that have nothing to do with politics or sports. But uh, and we'd have that moment, and we would you know pay. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I got I saw Gorby Dow in the lobby of a hotel in Beverly Hills. It's the Peninsula Hotel. So I'm all excited about Gorby Dow. I just think Gorby Dow is uh, you know a really brilliant guy with a perspective of uh, you know it's whatever. And I think he's a really interesting personality too. But anyway, so I run over to Gorby Dow and I basically say some version of that. And I say, hey, my mother will love. Knowing that I, because I go on about you all the time, my mother would love knowing that I saw you. Can we take a picture? So we take a picture. He was very nice. I think he's walking with a cane then. So he's seated and I'm kind of crouched down next to Gorby Dow. So I send the picture to my mother. And she says, it's a great picture. Who was that other guy? <laughs> <laughs> this moment that was like so 100% special to me. Right. She. Well, yeah. Just completely undercut it. I thought then I started thinking, wow, was it a bad picture? Maybe I, you know, I should have right. taken it a different way. So but Frank Gore and Gore Vidal. Frank Gore and Gore Vidal. It's a big uh, I will uh, I will say that uh, because of my the nature of my job, I am uh, acquainted with a number, moderately well acquainted with some incredible I, I, superstars. No, sure. but I'm talking about like seven. It feels like six or seven people. I could confidently say. Go to these conventions to sign autographs, not infrequent. Yeah. Like three cast members from a really popular show uh, that was on for a while, and then some stuff that was on earlier, but there's this really rabid fan base. Some of them are the same kind of, they'd be the similar conventions. And so, and uh, they all keep going back, not just because the money's good. Sometimes they, the, 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 you know, the money is. Sometimes the money's very good for not very little time. Since they pay in cash, right, rather than a check, which I'm sure people like for various reasons. But they all say, like, uh, one guy was like, who wasn't even that big a star, but he had a couple of guest bits on a show, and uh, and he's like, I don't know, I just felt stupid. I didn't think these people were going to remember me, and I felt dumb for. I felt like am I exploiting them? And then you go, and you're like. One, they remembered me, which is awesome, even though I was on four episodes or whatever it was, right? And then he's like, and then you realize that no, every stereotype I had is largely wrong, man. This is community of people who come together and they share a love of this thing and they get together and they talk to each other and they argue about the show and then they meet the stars and they get some autographs and they take a picture and it's just, it's pretty great, you know, and not, he goes, some of it is, of course. Yeah, what? the adulation has to be something that they like too. The, the they no, no, he says, look, some of it is, of right. course, I get caught up in it. But then you you step back, like you're watching from afar, and you're like, there's nothing. This is not weird. This is this is or bad. This is just good. This is people who've come together, like they're talking to each other, like they're meeting all these. I mean, it's a TCM Film Festival, right? I mean, I, I see it. They just see all these people who share a love of this one of a certain thing, and then they come together and they form a community. And 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 if people have figured out how to 
make a little money off that and the customer's happy and the people are happy. Like, what are we, what are we, what's there to be cynical about? At the waiting room at uh, ICM, which is a big agency in LA, uh, there was a voiceover department in it. And in that waiting room, you'd have, you know, once in a while, some pretty big people come through. And then you just have working actors like Jane Lynch was a, was a very big voiceover person. Then she, you know, blew up obviously as an on camera person. Uh, but Roddy McDowell is one person I can think of who, who was through occasionally. And uh, Ron, uh, is it Ron Perlman? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, but, but I remember when Mark Hamill would come through, uh, literally people would bring, and these are other clients, these are other working actors and performers. They would bring these models of the Millennium Falcon and uh, these small, and would literally ask him to sign it. They bring a Sharpie and everything. And he was utterly terrific about Delightful, it. I mean, right? yeah, yeah, did yeah. not mind at all. I mean, I understand he's an actor, but at some point you might, you know, see, you know, a side eye or a roll of the eyes, nothing. He was truly cool about it. But I always thought of the other people, which is, man, that takes some real balls to go up to somebody and go, hey, I need, you know, to ask you, would you sign this for me? Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a weird, I, I, I so avoid being that person that uh, it's, uh, it's hard for me to imagine being that person. But on the other hand, Funny, Gore Vidal told me a different thing. Yeah, Gore Vidal told me yeah. the exact I mean, opposite. Aside from Gore Vidal, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I can barely walk, I've got a cane. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy. Guy it's, comes it's, up and won't shut up about his mom. Yeah. It's tyt.com <laughs> slash join. We have to leave the public part of things. Uh, now it'll be members only, but it's tyt.com slash join to become a member. And you can actually uh, uh, continue with our conversation with us. So. Uh, Thanks, everybody. So we'll continue in the members section.